Alright y'all, thank y'all for tuning in again to Talk Your Shit Podcast with Karen Nakia. And I can't wait to tell y'all who I got with me tonight. I got my girl Das. What's hey. up, Das? I'm doing good. I'm happy. I'm thankful. I'm thriving. You know, happy mm. to see the weekend coming because it's been a rough one. I don't know about y'all. Shit. It's been rough as hell sitting here trying to pay attention to this election and keeping yeah. up with the states. I'm just like, I don't I don't turn my volume down. Yeah. yeah. That shit got me anxious. Like, I can't even concentrate on nothing else because it's like, come on already. Yeah, I'm ready to come on with it. Yeah. I'm ready to come on with it, but I'm still staying open-minded because I know mm-hmm. they look one way. Yep. But you blink your eyes and go to the toilet. Yep. This nigga gonna be right back. I just finished saying the same thing on the last episode. That's what I said. I said, you know, I don't sing until the fat lady sing. Because, baby, it only take one thing. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, even if Trump does not get in the chair this term, he's coming back in in, in 2024. You know what I mean? And we're going to be right back here again. Yep. I heard that shit today. They are pissed. I, I saw... He's got his attorneys, you know, he's got his dogs coming out trying to, you know. Sue people. Sue people. but Sue the states, people. rather. Yeah, sue states. Dumb shit. Now you really going to sue a whole state. Exactly. <laughs> the funny part about it is, this is the hypocrisy in it all. Had the tables been on the other side, had the tables turned, they would be completely fine with the count. Oh, go on and count, count the, the extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because losing. And he's such a lying ass. How the fuck? The night of, we're not even done. You're, <laughs> you're in the grave. You're, you're, you're not up. But you, we're winning. Boy. <laughs> I can't watch it no more. I, 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 don't, I, I turned my volume down on that. I turned, I can't even do it no more. I'm like, just let me know whenever. Yeah. I've accepted yeah. the fact that we weren't going to get the... Um, you know, um, decision anytime soon. Because they still got to count all these mail and about Then he's trying to have them recount it and do all this extra stuff. I'm just like, boy, just let me know. Just let me know. Yeah. But that that's what brought me to the topic that we discussed. And I definitely wanted to make sure, you know, we discussed this with you. You got time? Oh, yeah, I do. All right. So they the question I pulled from the dry tonight was, is the world coming really coming to an end? Before I tell you what I said, what you think? I mean, eventually it's going to end. <laughs> All good things going to come to an end. But I never thought in my 40, early 40s, 43 years, that I would see some shit pop off like this mm-hmm. in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always thought it would be the babies or the grandbabies. Right. I thought that too, to be honest. Yeah. Not, I didn't think it would be us. This it came too soon, too soon, too quick, too out of nowhere, too abrupt. Like it was no. Well, I can't say it wasn't no warning because nine eleven was a warning. We just, I know for myself, I didn't take it that serious, you know. And I gotta be honest, I was young, dumb, and full of cum. You know, I wasn't paying attention. I even went into the military right after nine eleven because the woman I was dating at that point in time, she was in one of the towers when it got hit. And 
you know, I felt some kind of way. I always been that protector. Oh, I'm going to protect you. You know, I got you. Went into the military playing around and shit. Didn't realize how serious it was till I was in there. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, wow, we really are under attack. You know what I mean? That's when it was like, okay. What the hell? um, You know what I think about? I try to think about things um, not only on a... I try to think about things on a spiritual level. Yeah. A metaphysical level, too, definitely. Mm -hmm. So when we say the world's coming to an end, yeah, we know eventually it will, but maybe the world is coming to an end as we know it. Like, I'm of the thinking that if we really, or not we, as in us, but if they, whomever, the powers that be, really wanted to pop off like a real race war, right now is the time. Like, if they if they were on that shit, you know, because people are pissed off. Yeah. People, I'm here protesting. These people, yo. Yeah, yeah. They upset. They mad. I'm mad. You know, honestly speaking, if I seen a Black Panther walk past my house, I would probably suit up and go out there with him and walk. I'm just not willing to walk today with the walkers we have because, honestly speaking, it's just too dangerous. The times have changed. People are not walking the same. You know, some people walk with some intentions and the others have intentions and say their intentions is to be peaceful and silent. And then before you know it, it's some shit that done broke out and I still have two kids at home. And I know back in the day when the Black Panthers walked, they didn't think like that, but they didn't move as loud as we move today. Right, and then we're grown. The Panthers, the majority of the Panthers, they were kids. They were teenagers and young adults, college students in the beginning. So we're grown now. So, okay, so with that being said, it sounds like you are of the mindset of somewhat of a revolutionary in your own right. I am. Absolutely. Me Me too, but it's complicated being a revolutionary if you're a woman. If you're single, if you're professional and you got a house full of kids and family, so we can't just make commitments to say, oh, we're going to, or make, right. Yes, we're, we're going to go out and do whatever. Absolutely correct. Life and family. So, what is it that women like us can do for our own revolution to make some kind of difference? You know what I'm saying? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Honestly speaking, and I'm not trying to put this into nobody's ear. Okay. But I'm trying to put it into everybody's ear. All right. You know, if you if it if it if it apply, take it. If it don't, let it fly. Okay. 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 But we need to start teaching and educating and growing our next Black Panthers. It has to stop somewhere. Okay. And if we teach our children to just fold and bend and be loud and be all over the damn place like the world is going. Then again, we are our world. Yeah. But the change starts within us. You know what I mean? Like, no, we can't go out here and sing and shout to the top of our lungs like we would like to. However, let's scream and shout to the top of our lungs when it comes to our kids so that they can go out there and learn the right way to scream and shout and then and keep that going and keep it going and then keep it going. And then we will see change. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling you. Okay. Like, so, we can create our revolutionaries now. It's all within us. And see, as our kids get older, because you, you have a teenager at home, too, right? Yes. So, I can, I'm can. i starting to see the shift, right? Like, okay, so I have 
technically two teenagers and a preteen. Like my middle son who's at home. Yeah. He's going to be 18 in December. And the one underneath him will be 16. And then the little guy is 12. So he don't really count. He's still a baby. <laughs> Starting to see the shift in the, in the, in, in the young boys. They came home the other day. I told them they wanted to go get some pizza, so they walked to the store. I live here in, like, Midtown Buckhead, right around the corner from the studio. And um, they called me. They were like, yo, Mommy, we're about to turn around. I'm like, why? They're like, well, we just saw – they were going to the gas station, the corner store. They're like, we just saw a, a whole bunch of white men get out of a truck. That's what they said verbatim. We saw a bunch of white men get out of a truck, and they had weird-looking mustaches, and they looked like they came from Duck Dynasty. What? <laughs> Okay, well, okay for the description. At least they were descriptive as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's what they identified with, but they identified that, not to be racial unless we could just talk, talk for real. But Yeah, you know, let's talk. You don't, see, you don't see that type of, you know, white people out here in Midtown Buckhead. These look like they belong out there where you at, out there by Alcove, because they out there. I've seen them because I lived out there for a short time period. Honey. They out here so much, I'm scared to say it. Because it's like, when I'm riding through my street, I nod, I wave. Because yeah. where I'm at, and that's another thing that I keep telling my boyfriend. Yeah, I know he wants to be out here because of his family. But honestly speaking, dude, you're a black-ass man. You black as hell, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? With dreads. And then yeah. we're raising a black little boy who's going to be black as hell. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we need to, at least, let's, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's get from out here, at least. Because they out here, for real. If you're out there, you got to have a tribe with you. Because there are benefits somewhat to living in the country, but we're still outnumbered. No. Yo, I didn't tell you about how I got into an accident one day. I was, okay, getting off of my exit. And I knew I needed to cut over, but I was trying to be slick and go up and cut over. But usually when I do it, I do it the right way. I'm I'm like, I work in personal injury. I see these kinds of, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I stop and I got my blinker on. I'm just holding up the left lane if someone was to come behind me. But no one ever really wants to turn left, so it's okay. So the car behind that was on that lane didn't move. So I thought they were letting me over. So I'm like, oh, you know, I souped up like they letting me over. Mm -hmm. I pull over, this man rams right into the back. I mean, I mean, I mean, it was like intentional. Then he pressed on the horn and stayed on the horn. So I was like, what's this about? Right. So I put the car in park. I get out and I'm like, I'm already calling my boyfriend, like, stay on the phone with me. You know, somebody just hit my car. I'm getting out to see what happened. I'm getting off on Army Road, letting them know, you know, where I'm at. And this big-ass white man ran up on me. I am not afraid to say that I was scared as hell. I jumped my ass back in my car. No, first, I had to go to my passenger side seat. I went to my passenger side seat and act like I was about to pull a gap. Because, yeah. I mean, he ran up on me and was like, well, that was dumb, you dumb bitch. I was like, oh. <laughs> And it, it, he was so aggressive that this older lady, once I got in my car, I'm like calling 911. Like, listen, I was just in an accident. I'm leaving this scene, though. I'm not about to sit here and this man is running up on me. Right. A lady pulled up on side of me and was like, take my number. If you need a witness, I was just a witness to everything that just happened. That was pure All foolishness. Right. 
Boy, and then the officer finally called. They didn't even, they didn't call, come or nothing. So I finally called them and I'm like, you know, I thought you said someone was going to come to my house and take the report because I left the scene. This man came running up on me. My car was operable. I left the scene. I live right around the corner and come to my house. Mm-hmm. Officer tells me, no, come back to the scene. It's like two hours later. I said, I'm not coming back to that scene. Make pl- whatever police report you're going to make and put it on by crash. I'll talk to you then. Like, what? Man. That's I say all that to say. <laughs> it's it's crazy times. My homeboy said to me last night, he said, right now is the best, the safest place for black people to live at is in the hood. Because I just don't think they coming up in there. I'm going to tell you something funny. A couple years ago, I was having a conversation with a drug dealer and a gang member. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> <laughs> but that I'm sounds talking. great. <laughs> But, uh, and he's, he's deep in it. Yeah. Colors and all. Anyway, so we started talking about race and what's going on. And he was like, it's simple. If a real, real race war really pops off, the gang members is coming out. That's what he said. And I'm like, you know, I really hope you are being truthful because right now, I don't think it's looking very good. If something were to really pop off, I don't think that we're ready. Not all of us. I don't have a firearm. I don't have any weapons training. I know you have weapons training. I have training, but I don't... I don't the, the sad part is I don't carry a firearm. I don't trust it. I don't trust myself with one because I have been trained on it and I was a sharpshooter. So, mm-mm. So... Mm-mm. So, you, so you, you, you don't believe in carrying a weapon because for your own... <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to sit here and lie to you, Dodge. Yo, I have, I'm one of those young ladies with a temper. Yeah, me too. And I don't, I don't have, like I just said, when that man ran up on me, I had to act like that was my first instinct. My first instinct should have been to get in my driver's side and pull the hell off. But instead, I want to act like I got a goddamn pistol. And now imagine if I really did have one, I would have took that shit out and blew his head off and I would have been locked up, taken away from my kids. So I know that I should not have a weapon in my hands. See, at least you at least you can recognize those things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what it said, because I have a short temper too, when it comes to like violation of my body or my family or my money. So with that being said, so how do we protect ourselves out here? Education. I say education. I say education. I say education. Because the one thing a person cannot take away from you is your education. They can take that weapon and they can put it somewhere that they want to put it and frame you. They can say that you did this with this and did this with that. And because it was yours, it you did it. That's right. That's the easy way to get rid of a motherfucker. That's right. Especially our race. Yeah. And on top of that education, education meaning... We're both legal professionals, but really, we need to really know the law, and we need to be sharing the law and teaching, again, like you said, raising revolutionaries in our own home. Yeah. We need to teach them the law as well. Because the one thing that I can say, when you look back on history and Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X they and, and Nelson Mandela, they may have spent some time in jail, but they eventually got out. I don't care what it took. I don't care what it was. Because the one thing that will prevail 
is the truth. And as long as you know how to educate yourself so that you can handle yourself properly in any situation, when it comes to getting out of the car and getting pulled over, A, you don't have the badge right now. You have the knowledge. Shut up, get you an attorney, and just right. do what you got to do. Let them represent you. Right. You know, don't be out here, damn, trying to take the cop t taser and run down the street. Don't get me wrong. Right. Do I feel like you should? any man should get shot from behind? Hell no. What happened to shooting in the leg? I know. Blow the pinky toe off. But because if you really want to be technical, that is the law. They were supposed to... The law at one point in time, unless they changed it, I don't know. But for officers, they were supposed to shoot you in the leg if you right. were running away. You right. know what I mean? Nothing above the waist. That way, you you cannot get away and they can apprehend you. And death in that 45 times, shoot them, shoot you. Yeah, like what happened to that? But yeah. don't nobody fight that law no more. They everybody is skipping past crawling before you can walk. Right. And they expecting to be able to get up and run away. Like that's not gonna happen. You gotta start with <sighs> it's like ice skating uphill. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And you said something really interesting about, you know, you get in some trouble, wait, get your lawyer. I was I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago. And uh, it was an attorney. I can't remember her name. But she was speaking on Sandra Bland. Mm -hmm. What she said was, you know, had Sandra just kind of been able to kind of cool her jets slightly and maybe taking care of the shit in the courts later, maybe she would have been home that day. And I say all that to say, or she says all this, all that to say is when we're in the mix, don't wild out because the, the ultimate goal is to is to get home, right? Mm -hmm. Because we already see they're killing us. It's not just men. Yo, it's not just children. They're killing women too. Whoever. Whoever. You know? That situation that happened to that guy, Randy, that could have, I don't know what the hell that was about, but that could have gone a different way. So he hit you and then accelerated and honked his horn. What the fuck is that? That's like you're hunting something. Right? Yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling Had I not had the education, though, had this been back in the day, the Nikki back in the day, mm -hmm. I probably would have hit that nigga. Like, nigga, you walking up on me? Like, right. wait a minute, back up. You know, and this would have went wrong. And then I'm like, oh, you ain't going to show me up out here in the streets. Right. And then this man could have drugged me to his mother because he was big as hell, dog. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was scared. When I seen that man get out of his car and run up like that, I was like, and I didn't even jump out my car like, what the fuck, you hit my car? I didn't even jump out the car like that. I just jumped out and started taking pictures of my property damages because I already know what to do. I work in personal injury. All I need is pictures, police report, and you hit me from behind. That's just it. Right. You know? But, man... I don't know, um, but the world coming to an end, yes, um, an end of our old thinking, possibly, but um, on, on that topic of defending ourselves and protecting ourselves, what do you think about that NFAC, that not fucking around, was it, what is it, not fucking around coalition? It's a group of black militia 
I'm sure you've seen the video. It's his, it's his, okay, it's his brother. His name is Grant. I don't want to mess it up. I believe it's Grandmaster Jay. And he has a whole, he, he organized a bunch of, they were former military. Okay. Black. They met at Stone Mountain because apparently, from what he said, the, the KKK or whatever the new KK was supposed to meet at Stone Mountain. And so he and all of his people, it was hundreds of miles to send you the video footage. Oh, please do. They, I would love to see this. Were Mountain. there any women? There were women out there, too. What? It is called the Not Fucking Around Coalition, NFAC. Oh, let me, NFAC, I'm about to look them up right now, honey. You ain't got to send me sheets. You know, and see, I'm still kind of trying to watch and figure out, like, is this for real? But he seems like they're for real. And anybody that's called the Not Fucking Around crew, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, if you want videos, you know, I'll have to, we'll have to connect on Instagram also, because I I think I might have him, I might follow him on Instagram. But he said his sole purpose is to protect black people out here. I know that's right. I want to be a part of him. I want to sponsor him. I want to shot him out. Yeah. I want to shot you out to whoever is a part of the not fucking around crew. I don't fuck around either. And I'm with you on that. If you ever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm going to, this is talk your shit podcast. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for protecting us and for standing up for us. And I hope that you out there to help educate our young black African-American, whoever, any individual being abused, misused, mistreated, disrespected, violated. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. I'm going to end on that note. Damn, that was quick. I usually only do 15 minutes, Dash. We did 21 I can talk and we got a subject I can talk and I don't mind you know I, this is the perfect depending on how things go I, today was a slow day so yeah I would love to come back on your show thank you for inviting me oh for sure it was fun I'm definitely gonna have you back and I, I think it's probably it's still early so don't I mean you ain't gotta go you ain't gotta go nowhere I ain't hanging up with you I'm hanging up with them Okay, yes, all good. We can. We might come back and do some more recording. We we okay. talking some shit tonight. Y'all understand me? That's right. Yeah, let's talk that. All right, then. Thank y'all. I love y'all. See y'all soon. Thanks for having me. For sure.